welcome to Season 3, Episode 1 of The Modern Extractor. This podcast focuses on the processes, equipment, and science found in a cannabis extraction laboratory. I'm your host, Jason Showard, and I work professionally in the cannabis extraction field. In Season 1, we followed material through an ethanol extraction lab, starting with biomass and following it all the way through to distillate and isolate. We stopped at each stage along the way and picked it apart with an industry expert guest. In Season 2, we did the same, but with hydrocarbon extraction and all the craft concentrates that that style can produce. Here in Season 3, we're taking less of a step-by-step walk through a lab, and we're opening the format up to be able to cover all the interesting things happening in the extraction and cannabis lab science space today. For today's show, I'm joined by a man whose platform forever changed the landscape of cannabis concentrates. He's the creator and co-founder of Future4200.com, which is an online forum for extractors to share information, discuss ideas, and perfect their crafts. Cannabis extraction and processing science has advanced at a rate that would have never been possible without the community that he helped foster and grow. But I'll let him tell you about all that. Dustin Powers, creator and co-founder of Future4200. Welcome to The Modern Extractor. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. Happy to have you on the show. Where, where are we talking to you from today? Uh, I'm on the southern coast of Washington State. Nice. Pacific Northwest. I, uh, I love that part of the world. Yeah, it rains a lot. Better weather, in my opinion, than uh, the hot valley here in Los Angeles. Yeah, I, I would agree. So you're the co-founder of Future 4200, which is basically the premier place online to get cannabis extraction and processing technology. Uh, what was your path like to getting into extraction and then eventually launching an extraction-based forum? Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a long and windy road, uh, but I, I'll kind of give a, a quick outline. Um, we were working down in Southern Oregon in the farms in the heyday of the medical era, you know, 99 plant limit on a property. And I started coming across all these different farms that had what, what we called trash bag mountain. It'd be, you know, the back corner of a shop would, would be piled up to the ceiling, trash bags full of all the years prior trim and bottom buds, anything that wasn't economically viable to either sell or run through like the open blast BHO machine just got stacked up to the point where guys were eventually just mulching with a bunch of, you know, relatively quality trim, THC laden trim and, and nugs. And so I leveraged my relationship with Skunk Farm and uh, Photon Noir to develop a technique for large scale ethanol extraction of those low end products right at the same time that distillate was kind of exploding and it was the perfect combination. So we we're making, you know, massive amounts of crude at the time they had medical patients as well. And so we were making sure that all of the medical patients were getting their cut of the, of the RSO, you know, zero cost, get it back so that they're getting the medicine that they needed. And then the rest of it was going into this exploding distillate market. Um, and, uh, I started going around and teaching people how to do that large scale ethanol extraction, you know, with a washing machine to spin dry it. And then we scaled up from there to panda machines. And then eventually people started building centrifuges for the, for the purpose. And, um, we started teaching people all over the country that, and I, I started, uh, really growing on the distillate side of things and the ethanol processing side of things at a time when very few people were, were dealing with that, um, through skunk farm research, which had, just begun a partnership with this company that became Farm Gold. Um, I was able to widely expand my network and use social media, Instagram, to to grow that and scale. I became a consultant. I started doing this all over the country. Um, we were we were doing the, this consulting thing, and uh, I was working at a trade show with Cascade at the time they were Cascade Botanicals. It's now Cascade Sciences. Uh, Catherine, one of the original skunk farmers had invited me out to work the booth. Um, I can't remember if I was talking to the group there or not, but I was working it with her son, Sidco. Um, and he, he said, Hey, you should start a, a cannabis forum. And it was crazy because like a week prior to that, I was working a consulting job and they had asked me a question. I didn't exactly know the answer, but I knew I had read something similar on Instagram just previously. And I said, give me a second, I'm going to look. And I, I spent 10 minutes searching Instagram, which is about impossible and realized I'm never going to find it. And, and I had had a thought, wow, I wish there was a, a cannabis extraction forum. So, you know, a week forward, Sidco saying, hey, let's start a forum. And those two things, I said, man, I think this is the perfect time to do it. Let's, uh, 
put it in my name and I will populate it with several different methods, um, SOPs that I have developed that I've been selling to people and teaching people. Uh, one of them was that ethanol extraction, large scale bucket tech is what we called it. And then another one was also pesticide remediation. California had just changed its laws on distillate and it all needed to be tested for pesticides. And because California is such a dirty place, everything had pesticides. So the whole market came to a standstill down there and you had guys sitting on millions of dollars worth of inventory that was hot that needed to be you know, remediated. And so I, uh, I put out a thing on my Instagram and said, you know, any labs that have access to in-house analytics or have good relationship with an analytical lab, I, I have some ideas on how we can remediate the pesticides from your distillate. And, and if you let me come run a bunch of trials in your lab, I'm confident we can figure it out and you can have the IP and I'll take the IP and, and we'll both go on our ways. And so Nug Farm down in uh, kind of like North Central Cali said, hey, come down. Our owner is with SC uh, Analytics and uh, we'll test whatever you want. And we did about 100 tests that day and and uh, had multiple positive results that we were able to refine down to a, a very hardy pesticide remediation technique. And that was, you know, between that and the bucket tech, uh, I gave away the steps one by one. Here's a, here's a write up, here's pictures, here's, here's everything that we've done to get here. Um, here's how you can do it on your own and use those two things at, and the data dump, which was an accumulation of all the scientific literature revolving around cannabis that I could find on the internet, bootlegged, titled, indexed, put into a drive and then those, those, you know, the two SOPs and the data dump are what I, I fired off the forum with. And on Instagram, I, I did this, this post that just went more viral than anything I've ever seen. Um, it was just basically repost this and tag some friends and I will give you the, the URL to where you can get the data dump and all these SOPs. And that URL was just the forum. Um, and so we hit the ground just absolutely running with the forum. Um, and that, that's kind of how we got there in a nutshell. Nice. That is fantastic. So you and Sitco got things running. You got all the bugs worked out of the actual technology and then put all your information on there. And, uh, and then that is basically what spurred all of the users to hop on and start interacting with one another and kind of make the forums what they are today. Yeah, absolutely. And to be clear, we are using off the shelf forum platform called discord. Um, and it, it's really plug and play. So, so it was nothing crazy, you know, there's a bunch of backend technical stuff, you know, servers and hardware stuff that, that I have no idea how in Sidco is a wizard with. Uh, but as far as like the forum, it's not like we reinvented the wheel with the forum. Um, but yeah, that's, that's how we got, um, that's how we got started off immediately. We were, you know, at several hundred thousand unique hits a month on the, on the forum. We were currently up to about 2 million unique hits a month. Um, but it, it, it never slowed down, and a good majority of the of the first posts were other people contributing their secret SOPs. We got how to make diamonds right off the bat. Uh, CRC came in really soon, uh, you know, like within six months to a year after we started. Um, a lot of the techniques that are being used in the industry right now were born of not born of the forum, but the people that came up with the ideas. That's the first place that they shared them. Yeah, that's great, man. What was it like the day that, you know, you started this all with a data dump and with information that, that you had, which is what got people there. But then the day that you could take the training wheels off and this thing is just running on its own with other users interacting with each other had to be pretty awesome. Yeah, awesome and scary, right? Like, and we'll, I think we're going to dive into this in a little bit, but um, it's it's chaotic, man. It's not it's not all roses, right? Like, uh, yes, I'm, I don't know, managing an internet community is, is a crazy game. And I have a lot more, res not, not, I wouldn't say respect, but understanding of why the social media platforms that we use, all, you know, are set up the way they are and why they censor so heavily, because it is, a it's a wild game if you don't, if you don't censor people. And that's kind of always been something that we've, we've strove for is free and open communication. And we're, we, we, we resist as much as possible, uh, you know, telling people what they can and can't say, but you run into some very tricky legal situations. Like when you, when you play that game and it's, uh, it's kind of uh, crazy. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, the fact that people can kind of hide behind a monitor with a pseudonym uh, and, and interact with one another is basically an automatic recipe for drama on the internet. But, uh, you know, over the years, there, there have been a couple of accusations directed towards Future 4200, and I wanted to give you an opportunity to, to publicly address them here uh, without having it get buried up somewhere in the forum for people to hear what you've got to say about it. So there are a couple of accusations about censorship based on what gets moved and why it gets moved in a, in a post. Uh, one example that I can think of would be the uh, complaints about some Good Life gang-affiliated companies doing bad business and then getting covered for by having complaints moved to the echo chamber as opposed to leaving it on the original post so that everybody could read it kind of in one cohesive manner. Uh, what, are your, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so the the first big issue was uh, True Terpenes, and they it was when they created their uh, viscosity product, and then eventually it came out that they were just lying to everybody and basically selling poison. Um, and what happened was, so True Terpenes was an affiliate of the Good Life Gang. You know, they're offering discounts to our members, and accusations started to fly over on Icy Mag um, about what is what is this product that they're using? Um, it doesn't appear to be what they claim it is. And it, it must be mineral oil, which it turns out it, it was not. Um, but it led to madness over there, which then bled over into the forum. And when it came to the forum, I said, look, these guys are, have been good to me so far. They've, they've treated everybody, all the customers, you know, well, I've never had any complaints about them. Let me go down there and, and see what's going on. Let me make sure that they're at least, you know, have a, a relatively safe facility where they're, packaging up terpenes and and I went through and I looked and and everything looked great and they lied right to my face and so uh I took them for their word and meanwhile and and I posted all this and then and said look I went this is you know this is what I can do I I don't see any proof one way or the other gray wolf got involved he was saying hey look I don't know if this is necessarily mineral oil It's, it's probably not what they're saying it is and so I went to true terpenes and I gave him one more chance. I said, look, tell me the truth right now. Is this what you said it is? And they sat there and, and told me to my face that it is. And I said, we have concrete evidence that it's not. And you guys have been lying to my members of my gang. Like I got, I got to kick you out. You can't be a member of the gang anymore. This goes against like our core, you know, you just got to be honest with me and, and our members. That's, that's all I really asked for. Uh, be good to them be honest to them. And they weren't. And I said, you're out. Meanwhile, on the forum, this led to I, I, the craziest conversations and, feelings and people just mad and angry. So Sidco, who is not, he's not part of the good life gang. Well, he's, he's a member of the game, but he's not an owner of the good life gang. He is a full owner, you know, 99% owner of future 4200.com the forum. I'm a 1% owner of, of the forum. He shut that initial thread down, which is something that we don't do anymore. There was no echo chamber at that time. He closed it because the vial that was getting spewed at people back and forth and doxing and people give, you know, people reporting other people's addresses publicly on there, calling them out by their names, doing just the nastiest of nasty on there, uh, led to Sidco shutting that thread down for a day, I believe maybe two days. People were super upset about it getting shut down. So that was like the spawn of the echo chamber, which we reopened the thread and put it into the echo chamber. And the echo chamber, anybody can see it, but you have to go search it out. It's So and the, the problem that we were finding is that we were getting these, not just that one, but then it led to a bunch more of these just ultra negative threads of people just slanging mud and making accusations with no evidence, just this guy's bad and he's the worst person. And so I'm going to dox him. And we're getting these over and over and over. So we've got you know, real quick had to deal with, well, how do you deal with illegal content and dangerous content on a forum that you're responsible for? And we didn't want to just delete it all because uh, that had, you know, obviously that is terrible and looks bad. Makes you look guilty. Of course. So we settled with hiding it. And for the and we also refined our terms of services at that point and said, look, if you're doing these, like this list of just absolutely illegal, like we are going to get in trouble for keeping it here. So you guys got to help us. If you want to have an open uh, platform that we can all talk, you got to be at least somewhat civil or you, our hands are tied. We can't, you know, we can't host this shit. We're going to go to prison for it. You guys are out of control. So uh, we had to find this, this middle ground. Now, another thread was started about the true terpenes. And another thing that we ran up right at this point was we really started heavily leaning on the community 
to inf- to moderate itself. So the Discord platform allows for a flagging system, and based on your earned respect on the forum, based on how much time you're there, how much you've read, how much you've contributed, on and on, all these factors, this, this automated system that's built into this platform allows users to flag other users if they believe that their uh, behavior is inappropriate. And if it's some like OG that's been there since day one that has a very high rating, gets very little flags themselves, and their flags are almost always right on and get approved. If they flag you, you're probably going to get signed. Like that, that post right there might get washed out immediately depending on the level of that user's um, respect. Now, if it's some other brand new user flagging you, then it just goes as a flag that the post will remain. If enough, if like 30 brand new users all flag one other brand new user, it might get silenced. All of that gets pushed up the line to our, we have a, a self-elected moderator group. Um, we There's like four or five, maybe six now members that got elected by the forum as a whole to be a flag handler basically. And these, they don't get paid. We don't, the form doesn't make any money. It's, it's all voluntary. Um, and those two things, echo chamber and then much heavier user moderation has really mitigated a lot of both, you know, the, the, the positive and negatives of individuals moderating it, right? Like you're complicit or you're trying to hide things, you're censoring things, yada, yada. Um, and, and put it on the back of the people that are, are using this forum day to day to try to educate themselves and level up the cannabis processing industry <clears throat> without all this negativity. Um, That's a great oh, approach to it, which is, you know, as, as soon as you elect the moderators yourself as one of the owners of the forum, that, that's going to change the game and still let people point fingers your direction. But if you let right. the community do it, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, there was also some more noise a little while back regarding consultants losing their statuses and some of the verified slangers losing their statuses due to industry politics. Uh, you got any comments on that one? Yeah, so the verified consultants, this system worked out really well when the forum was still small. And I, you know, because we started this 2017, 2018, right in that range. And cannabis processing on the legal side was still a relatively small community. And so most of the people that were there that were contributing, that that were doing consulting, I, I actually knew I had worked with. So I started, I started this little verified consultants and it was basically just like, these are people that I've worked with. And then as it started growing, we said, well, these are people that they've worked with or, or these, you know, so they've got someone that I know is vouching for their skills. Um, and we got up to about that level of reach when it started. I was getting more and more, Hey, I'm, I'm so-and-so and I consult and I don't know anybody, you know, but you should verify me. And so I had, I started looking at, well, shoot, does this need to be some sort of like pay to play so that I can set up some sort of system that vouch like, how do I vouch for these people? How do I validate their skills? How can I put my name behind them going out and teaching other people things? Um, and right as I was about to progress with that system, a group of the verified consultants got hired to run this facility out in Nevada and they, it was the most disastrous thing that ever happened. All, everybody involved is, was slinging mud at each other. The whole thing imploded. They were slinging mud. There's police involved. There's guns involved. There's other drugs involved. It was insanity. And I, and the blame started getting put on me. The owner of the lab was like, Oh, this, future 4200s at fault here and all this stuff is like whoa 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 <laughs> like this is madness i don't i don't claim any liability for these people uh and so we pulled the plug on the verified consultants immediately and said look this we're not we're not backing this this is not so the gang has some things in the works on that side of things but that is not a forum responsibility and, and won't be again now the verified slangers is a whole different thing right off the get-go starting a cannabis form we had a pretty large amount of spam like hi i'm a robot and i'm here to sell you some weed <laughs> and so we, we ran through a couple of different ways and the system's got pretty good automated spam control so if you hi i'm a robot and i sell weed on every thread you're going to get shut down really quick so you have to be a little more clever than that um but we were getting especially when hemp started to explode lots and lots of people, you know, they, at one point it was like half of the front page of the forum was people trying to sell their CBD or their hemp or, or trying to scam. So 
we started a whole um, kind of classified section of the forum for to get equipment sales off the main page and to get, you know, definitely to get hemp slangers off the front page. And we started a verification process and people are mad because it's, they see, you know, I, I make money off of the verification process because it's a hundred dollars. You, so you have to send me a hundred dollars, a sample of what you make and all of the COAs for that sample. And this is the base level. If, if you even want to begin to advertise your CBD goods on the forum in this one specific category, those are the steps you have to take. Um, and I, originally I didn't have the hundred dollars. I did hundreds of them for free. And I realized like, this is, this is madness and I can't, there's still scammers involved here for sure. So I added that hundred dollars on and that definitely filtered it down to, you know, at least somewhat more of the real people. And then there's a couple levels up from that. Uh, level two is you and I have met in person and level three is you've paid me or one of our other trusted um, verification members, which are almost always my good life gang uh, ambassadors in the regions. We all have our own rates and you can pay us and we'll come tour your facility. You end up getting some free consulting out of it anyways. Um, and then I do a write up on the forum, all the pictures. And I say, look, here's this level three verification for this hemp facility. Here's their facility as transparent as I can make it. Um, and no other guarantees beyond that other than I've been there, seen what they do. And, and it seems like they're legit. Um, and so we've got those three levels and that that eliminated the spam on the forum, you know, between that and the flags, people hate hemp spam on the forum and they are quick to flag it. So, um, those two things you, you, you rarely see, um, hemp equipment or hemp, uh, spam, CBD spam on the forum. You do see, we still get a little bit of, uh, like Chinese equipment manufacturers that like to come to the forum spam, but, um, we, we do a pretty good job of keeping them under control as well, which is a fine line. People are extremely racist on the internet. So that's, I, it's a tough one for me, you know, balancing yeah. that side of things. Besides the, the drama that got directed back at future 4,200 from uh, a couple of these different incidents. Um, what were some of the other growing pains that you guys experienced as you went from, you know, nothing up to boom. Now we've got, thousands and thousands of unique hits on the website every day and it's just going nuts like well something we wouldn't have expected um i guess i mean we kind of covered most of it is uh, moderation is a huge one and um controlling spam was another one a couple, we every now and then we'll get a ddos attack um you know denial of service where someone's usually it's someone's mad at me personally about something i said like vegans are mad that I call myself vegan, even though I eat cows. And so they round up a bunch of other vegans and will attack whatever they can of mine. And so, but with Sidco is a wizard, so they're not very successful. I think our max downtime has been like 10 hours and that was early and now we're fully redundant. So, I mean, you, it takes a pretty, it, it would take a pretty high level attack. And then <laughs> there's not, there's no money involved in the forum directly. So it's not like there's anything to, to squeeze out of it. So it's, kind of a it's not a very low-hanging fruit um so overall i mean just just i guess any any social media platforms regular issues with growth is how do you manage a bunch of people especially when you know if you figure 10 percent of any population of humans is going to be absolute douchebags and, and just assholes so you take 10 percent of a couple million unique hits a month or you know twenty thousand users you're going to have some some problems in there um but we feel like we've left it up mostly to the community to manage and it, it's working out pretty well. We're still seeing growth in the forum. We're still seeing, you know, lots of tech, lots of new people it, as, as new markets open up, you know, we're, we're usually in the top page of Google searches. If you're searching anything cannabis processing related and, and uh, we're, we're, we're fairly friendly to our new users and things are, are working out pretty good. Um, I, I've been able to take a very hands-off approach and I get out of it what I built. You know, I built it for a place to search for myself, to search for cannabis processing knowledge. And it has become that and other people use it for that. And that's great. Yeah. It had to be pretty awesome the first day that you didn't know the answer to a question and you're like, well, oh, I guess I could look at my forum. Oh yeah. And that was like almost immediately, dude, don't give me that. Like nobody knows everything. And, and I'm not a chemist and we had high, like super high level chemists immediately on there and they were answering our questions. We got testing facilities on there answering questions. 
it's a plethora of knowledge for me at the very least. Right on. Well, congratulations. It's very cool. I, uh, I've been a fan for a lot of years. Um, so you've got this forum full, all this juicy extraction knowledge that all culminated in one place. I'm sure a lot of work goes into that. You've got the moderators that work on the volunteer basis to keep things clean and keep them organized and on topic. Actually, I'd like to thank all the mods on the Future 4200 forum on behalf of the entire extraction community that uses it. You guys kill it. Do a good job. Thank you. <laughs> Same. Um, but yeah, do you have any other full-time employees to keep things running smoothly for the forums? Nope. The the forum is squarely on the back of Sidco. Um, I helped finance it for a long time, but Sidco has since taken over that. It really doesn't cost us very much money to, to run it at all. It's, a, it's just a time thing. And then we have nev- never ran any kind of advertisement. You can't pay to play. Um, beyond trying, you know, only if you want to advertise your hemp goods in our specific section, does that cost money? Everything else on the forum is completely free. Now people use it to make, uh, who knows how much money between advertising consulting services or setting up labs, yada, 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 finding financiers, like great. I, and we don't take a single cut of any of that and we never will. That's uh, not our goal. Um, if it, the forum is a tool that anybody should be able to use to funnel money to them. Um, and like I said, we don't want any, we don't want any cut of that. That's, that's our cut is you using the forum and growing because I use the forum for the same reason, right? So the more that other people use it for that reason, the bigger it gets and the better we all do. That's you know kind of one of our core tenets is we all level up together. That that's, that's what we're after here. Well, that's fantastic. It's a, it's a noble cause. Um, you mentioned the Good Life Gang a bunch uh, throughout what we were just chatting about. Uh, tell us what the Good Life Gang is all about and how that works. Sure. So at its core, it's a membership discount club for the cannabis processors. Uh, I can save you more money than the membership costs in your initial setup and day-to-day operation of your cannabis processing lab, whether that's solvent, solventless, uh, anything in between or around that. You know, all of the equipment, all of the leading equipment manufacturers offer discounts uh, to gang members, as well as all of the solvent suppliers, media suppliers, uh, you know, anything you can think of. Um, and then we also throw fat parties all over the world. We've been kind of cooped up in the United States for the last year for obvious reasons. But uh, before that, and our uh, the last one that got canceled before COVID exploded was in Spain following Spanibus. Um which all of it got canceled and the country went on full lockdown. So we, we bailed. Um, but uh, we just in the last six months, we've been all over the, the United States. Our last one was in New York, which was sweet upstate New York with Beacon Skiff. It was a, it was really solid there. Those guys are coming into their legal market right now. And it's, it's really interesting getting involved in these markets right as at their inception. Um, yeah. It couldn't be any better. The, the way that it's actually rolling out, if they just went full fed legal all at once, it would have changed the game significantly. But now that they're rolling out little by little by little, it's great for the folks that are that are able to scale up with that. Yeah, it's not quite like it's not as nice as everybody can play. Like it, it's I find it like in Washington, I'm not legally allowed to grow at home, which I find just absolutely out of control. Um, I can I can make alcohol at home legally. Why can't, like you're. This doesn't make any sense. I can't grow a weed plant at home. Come on now. I can grow hops without any kind of regulation. There's no rules on how many hops I can grow. This is this is wild. Uh, but you're right. It is maybe not the littlest guy can play, but the the little guy with a with a with a you know good uncle can can play, and that's that's fun. <laughs> so is this uh, this business model that you've got going with Future Forty Two Hundred and Good Life Gang, and and the way everything's kind of playing off each other? Was this was this the plan? Is this what you had in mind when you got everything going? <laughs> uh, no, man. I, in hindsight, these things all sound really good, and they all function well, and 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 uh, it seems like I was, I was really thoughtful through it. But in in reality, I, you know, I'm just kind of like getting high and stumbling through life, right? I got a good base that I work off that I build my personal liberty, uh, from and, uh, you know, good financial smarts and, uh, I'm a prepper and these things give me the freedom in life to eat a bunch of mushrooms and come up with crazy ideas. Like the good life gang. I can tell you exactly how it started. I was listening to Tim Ferriss's four hour work week while I was driving an excavator on the farm, 
high on mushrooms, building uh, like dams and ponds and terraces and swales for our broad scale permaculture. And he said two things. He said, you should try and make more money and work less. And I was like, well, okay, great. And then he said, find another successful business and mimic their model in your niche. And so because I, I'm a prepper, I actually learned to be a prepper from a man named Jack Spearco. He has a podcast called The Survival Podcast. Dude's been doing it since like 2009. He used to do it from his car while he's driving around. And he is a, he's like a prepper savant. It's the craziest thing. He's, he's the most reasonable prepper I've ever heard talk. And at a time when I was driving four or five days a week, just nonstop, um, that is what I survived on, just listening to all of his episodes. He's got thousands of episodes. And it's all about building personal liberties. It's about preparedness for if times get tough and even if they don't. So all of your – and it's based on permaculture. The whole entire – his whole system, his whole life is based on this design science that permaculture is. And that all, – all permaculture is is identifying successful natural patterns and replicating them. And then there's plenty of tools that integrate under that system. And if you can apply that out to your life – so when Tim Ferriss said that thing, it clicked because here I am building this big, you know, regenerative agricultural – uh, permaculture based system I'm in the middle of it while high on mushrooms he says the same exact thing and it's, it clicked Jack Spearco's uh, for his podcast he's got it's called this is how he makes most of his money for it it's called the membership support brigade you join the the membership group and you save money on all of his uh, affiliates that give you discounts on like seeds and ammo and and bulk food and all, anything you could be to be a prepper or a homesteader and so it clicked right there I said wow I've got this relationship with all of these guys that have started these companies in the cannabis processing field. You know, Mike Maybach over at Lab Society, Nick Tennant up at Precision, Boris at Busy Bee. All of these guys are, you know, the carbon chemistry guys, uh, LeGen and Sheldon over there. These are guys that I've been working with for years. And so I went to Mike and I said, dude, I've got this idea. And he's like, oh, it's, I'm sure it's a crazy one. And I said, yeah, dude, listen to this. And so I explained to him the whole membership discount club. And I said, but what I need to get this thing fired off is you because you've got to, you know, you've turned this lab society into a, a big company. And at the time, and especially now, but at the time, even he was it was it was blowing up. And we were I remember the day I said we were in Missouri at uh, an American oil chemist society uh, conference, which is super, it's all about they do fats and like soybean oil processing and all this plastic manufacturing, all this crazy stuff. And I convinced him to go. I said, look, this conference They've got all these media suppliers. They've got all this extraction equipment. It's just not for our, our industry. We should go and check it out. So we got a room together and went and did it. And nice. we, had, it was awesome the other day. And I was pitching him this idea. We were doing dabs in the hotel room. I was like, dude, I got this idea. And I just, I need to leverage your company. And I got, I got uh, Legend over at Carbon Chemistry on. And I think, I, you know, some of those other people I mentioned I had on board. And I said, look, if I get the five of you, I can get everybody else on. And I can build this crazy thing that, makes me passive income on the internet. And Mike said, that's crazy. I'll do it, but no fucking way. There's no way. Ask him about that someday. That'd be a great person for you to interview. <laughs> He'll tell right. you straight up because he's watched it grow from day one. And it just, it just exploded because, and, and it's based on just a basic premise of, I can offer you significantly more value than the cost of the membership. It's a no brainer. People buy it because I've got guys that'll buy just a base annual membership 420 bucks and they'll go out and save their company tens of thousands of dollars and leverage that for a raise, which I strongly encourage. Like we have a full SOP suite. If you join the, the, the gang, you get our full suite of SOPs that we're updating pretty regularly and you can use those however you like. I got people using those in the most crazy way you can imagine. Like they built the whole deck and now they're a consultant. Yeah, they'll tell me after the fact. They're like, here's what I did with this. I'm like, oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, more power to I, you. <laughs> yeah, I built a lab and, and sold them on it with all of these SPs. Hell yeah, that's exactly what it's for, man. Like, So people love it. I, far more value than what it costs is, is a core tenant of that. But then, you know, if you can replicate those other people doing successful models, then it, you know, it, I strongly recommend it. Nice. So what's membership like on the gang right now? We typically float around a thousand. I think we're actually down like seven fifty. You know, the hemp boom, followed by the bust, uh, as well as COVID hitting kind of all at the same time. COVID killed the whole party side of our business, and then yeah. the hemp bust, you know, kind of stalled out. Uh, not necessarily growth, but renewals. So 
I think because we went from like zero to a thousand members in a very short period of time. Um, and then, you know, with probably 75% each year, maybe 80% each year, annual memberships and the other 20 being uh, lifetime. And we have tiers to this. There's, there's memberships for individuals. There's memberships for corporations. Um, we even have like a, a base level. It's usually about a hundred bucks. I think the one of them is 200 bucks right now for a year and it gets you access to all of our events like these meetups because it's usually a bunch of business cannabis business owners uh with a good mix of trappers and everybody in between and the networking potential on it is top our, our events average 100 people um but we go as high as like 500 on some like when we do the vegas bizcon we'll get 500 people no problem it's it's crazy uh and you can buy that membership for the base level. It gets you all the SOPs. Um, it just doesn't get you the discounts uh, immediately. You have to upgrade that. But it gets you all of the knowledge. We, 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 I've always made it a point with what I do that I'm going to give away all of the knowledge for free. And then if you choose to, you can pay me for my time to come show you how to do it hands-on. right? But other than that, if you like, here, take it and go and you run with it. That's how I, when I put that pesticide SOP out, I gave it out for free entirely and explained how we got to where we got to with it. It did like a little mock scientific paper entry, uh, like a journal entry, um, and said, look, take this and, and run with it. And 90% of the people, that's exactly what they did. But the 10% of people were like business owners whose employees said, that, you know, they, they said, how do we get the pesticides out? And they're like, I don't know, but this guy on, on the internet put out this thing and they said, great, hire him. Whatever he whatever he says he costs, we don't care that it's free. We want him to come here, show us, and then train you. And so I, you know, I skimmed the ten percent off the top, and I realized that's a much better model. Like, just give everything away, open source everything, and people with money with more money than time will part with that money for your time. Yeah, it's a hell of a business model, and it, it cuts right to the chase. You know, you got everybody that wants something for free, they can get it. Yeah, and, and gladly, and I want you to level up on it because. What I found is that the better your life gets, the better my life is, right? The better the people around me, their lives are, the better mine is. Like maybe you're buying steak dinner next time, right? Or, or maybe the steak came from your your cow because I showed you how, how you can make cows for super cheap and make the land better. Like that's what I'm after. We're working too much for too little. We should be you know, more money, less time. That's, that's the goal here. Absolutely. I think there's a lot of folks that are following along at home out there that uh, that are having a, a good time watching somebody who made it in the cannabis industry do do a bunch of cool stuff, and uh, we all we all dig following along. I want to speak to this point because a, a lot of people have have been documenting their lives now. You know, they they tell me, "Hey, we saw what you're doing, and we, we've been listening. We started doing it ourselves." And you're right; like we've now built more personal liberty. But more of our food comes from our backyard. Our wallets are fatter. Like we're happier. And, and I want to just pass the credit along mainly to Jack Spierko. I, I, I'm just mimicking as much of his life as I can because dude had it like laid out pat and explains exactly how he got there and how where he's going and his thought process, the whole thing. I, I can't recommend people go over there and look uh, and, and listen to him enough. He's one of the most influential people in my life. So I, um, I'm just trying to do – I'm able to spread the same thing to a different section of, of the population that may not – for whatever reason, that's not the, the guy that they're going to get their information from. But it, I might be that person to somebody. And I, so I want to spread to them the idea that, look, you can make your life like this, too. And that's that's the goal. Right on. One more question regarding the business side uh, that I wanted to ask you about, which was future compounds. I've been seeing a bunch of future compounds all over Instagram recently um, and was excited to see some actual processing being done with the future name attached to it. Uh, talk to me about this venture and how that whole thing came about. Yeah, so um, one of my regional ambassadors for the Good Life Gang, Kyle Jones, he uh, approached me and said, hey, look, I want to start a compounding lab where we can play with various conversions um, uh, one way or the other from you know, CBD or CBG based stock into you know, novel cannabinoids, or not necessarily novel, but um, some of the cannabinoids that are a little more rare currently. Uh, and so we we went really hard on CBN. We've got a very smart chemist on the, on the team, um, full in-house analytics, and we started making ultra high quality CBN. We we work um, 
pretty closely with Brown Guy 420. He's another, you know, very smart man in, in this field, this conversion field, compounding field. Um, and uh, so we've locked down CBN. We're moving into CBC uh, and THCV, and I believe there's one more, probably some uh, DAO acetate. That's another interesting one that, that some labs have been playing around with. Um, so he, he said, look, we want to bring the, the integrity of future 4200 uh, over to this lab. And with that, we are going to agree to only, you know, the highest quality of, of conversion uh, compounds. And we're going to be very transparent about exactly how we are manufacturing these compounds. So along the whole future 4200 open source. So along those lines, Kyle, uh, Ilnai, the, the science guy on uh, the forum has been documenting and, and providing SOPs for um, the refined processes that we've locked down. So it's, we're hoping to help clean up the industry as we go. Yeah, I could use a little bit of that at the moment uh, between, between bad processes and, uh, and bad testing for a lot of these conversion cannabinoids. Uh, it, it certainly could use a little bit of a, some future 4200 help help people do it better yeah but also at the same time um you know nobody's outraged about the boner pills at the gas station right now and (laughs) it's not a whole lot different so it's like just know where you're getting your your shit from if you're buying random stuff at the counter at the gas station expect to die from it and that goes for the candy and the the soda pop and the boner pills and and any any d8 you see there too i wouldn't touch any of that yeah, yeah, true. There's been some good takeaways from this conversation so far. The first one was, uh, look, a robot tried to sell me weed. Uh, <laughs> and now, now beware of gas station voter pills. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to keep a list. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> and the guide to the internet for a, a, a cannabis user. Do you find yourself in, a, in an extraction or processing lab uh, at all these days uh, in, your, in your travels or you uh, kind of move beyond that and doing more of the Good Life Gang and uh, Future 4200 thing? In my travels, absolutely. I'm in, I'm in a lab every, if, you know, usually every other week, depending on the season. In the winter, I usually travel a bit more. In the summer, I travel a bit less because i got a lot of things going on. We've got a lot of land under management out here. So, um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm out verifying labs. I'm out working with various labs. I do a little bit of consulting. I do quite a bit of different advisory work, and that involves, you know, setup of new labs, uh, equipment selection. I've got pretty good connections. You know, one of the benefits of a business membership is you get a bit of my time each month, um, and that's like a default buy into my advisory program. Uh, and that, that usually involves a more personable approach uh, you know, connection with the affiliates, right? Like everybody's getting the discounts, but if you, you know, I'm also friends with the owners and the majority of the employees of all of these businesses that I'm, uh, that are in my affiliate list. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want direct access to that, that's going to take more of my time and that comes at more of a premium. Understood. We talked a little bit about your permaculture stuff earlier and, and why you're doing it for the listeners that don't follow you on Instagram. Um, I'll, I'll set the scene a little bit. He's constantly got stuff going on with all the, all the land and the cows and, uh, you know, random vegan comments and, uh, and and all this great stuff that's going on there in Washington. Can you give us a, you know, just like a a brief synopsis of, of what you got going on out there and, and what your plan is out there? Yeah, sure. So we started with 20 acres of forested hillside, you know, South facing slope down here in southern coast of Washington. Uh, We immediately went at it with the bulldozer and excavator and started implementing broad scale permaculture based earthworks. So terraces, swales connected to ponds um, and and access roads in between. And, you know, think Machu Picchu, basically like that. Uh, And uh, we went at it and and about seven years in, we bought the 20 acres adjacent to us. Uh, Same idea. And then about that same time, my <clears throat> domestic partner and I started getting into raising cattle. So we, we leased out a little bit of land. We started with three of them, went down to two. We did that for about a year. I had read this book by Greg Judy called No Risk Ranching. And he explains this system where 
He attempted to buy his family farm, almost went bankrupt. One day he was at the feed store and he saw on the on the poster board on one side, it was called custom grazing. Is People will pay you to take their cows and you weigh them on the way out. And then in the fall, when you give them back, you weigh them and then you get paid based on how fat they got. And then on the other side of the board was pasture for lease. You know, it's like some cheap price. And he went and looked at the pasture. He realized he could put a couple hundred bucks in a fencing and went and got those other people's cows and used used them to mow the grass over there and give them back and they're fatter. And uh, so he explained the system to the T in detail. Exactly. I did all of it down to how he got the lease and how to talk to the owner. So we went and did that with a, uh, this our friends that used to live here and uh, leased basically their large pasture of a backyard. It's, it's where I'm building my house currently. But uh, at the time we were just leasing that property. So we started with a couple and then I, uh, I went and took his class. He was offering classes and this guy's got, he now has like 1600 acres. He manages with a whole insane amount of cows and learn hands-on how to do it at a larger scale. And we went and leased, uh, we now have 50 acres. Um, and we have, we've flowed around between 10, 11 head out there. And then just yesterday we went and looked at right across the street from where I'm building the house, another roughly 40 acres that I think we're going to, pick up and and we'll probably run the two of them for at least another couple of years and then we'll probably scale back to just the one that's near us but um for a little while i think we'll we'll run it up um and uh and then yeah so then uh, since i've bought the spot where we initially had two cows and uh that's where i'm building my house right now and we have a, a fairly intensive permaculture based plan for that spot as well you know intensive market gardening up close multiple greenhouses phasing out into you know dense orchards intermixed with like silver pasture so widespread strips of fruit and nut trees that you can graze animals through extractor turned rancher and homesteader i love it yeah so somebody who's contributed so much to this community and helped us really get where we are today what are you most excited about regarding the future of extraction and processing i think two things uh one is that we're going to see higher quality uh, extracts all over the, the country and the world, which is ideal. So that when I'm on my tropical vacations, I'm getting high quality in that bunk. Uh, that That's the number one for me. And then number two that I think is going to be really interesting is all these unique cannabinoids that are being created in, in you know conversion labs like future compounds. Um, and especially when we can... Like right now, our focus is on known cannabinoids that are provably safe, but we've never had in you know high quantity. So being able to get those up and then isolating them opens up all sorts of frontiers. You know, uh, I, and primarily medicinally is is kind of the long term goal here. Um, and I'm not suggesting that people that that isolated cannabinoids are the best medicine that there ever was. I think there's a time and a place for, you know, a full spectrum extract, but there's also a time and place for isolated uh, cannabinoids. Um, like the isolated clean Delta eight THC is powerfully anti-emetic and is, is in children has been reported as nearly non-psychoactive. So if you've got a kid going through chemo, that's not able to eat because they just throw up immediately a little bit of Delta eight is enough to you know, stop them from throwing up. So now they're holding down nutrients and now they're fighting off the chemo and, and surviving their cancer. Um, these, these are crucial cannabinoids that we should have isolated for very specific reasons. Yeah, I would agree with that. There's uh, you know, regarding the whole conversion sector, the D8s, the D10s, all this stuff that you see going around, I think a lot of it is getting exploited as a, a cheap high you can buy at a gas station, which kind of detracts a little bit from the benefits that a lot of these things can do. Well, so the shitty definitely... part, the shitty part is that that is, is getting you high because there's Delta nine in there. <laughs> it's cause it's, not, it's, yeah, there's a lot of Delta eight, but that little bit of Delta nine is what's getting all these, you know, grandma's high in the, in the South that have never smoked anything. Of course they're getting high on, you know, a couple percent of concentrated THC D nine. Yeah, it's a it's something that, you know, who knows what the right answer is for it. Some people will say it's regulation, some people will say it's the community doing the right thing, but uh, you know, I think that it's great that we're making all of this stuff and that it actually does have these therapeutic benefits. So yeah, there's definitely some interesting stuff in the pipeline. Yeah, I mean, and I'm if if D8 is allowed through the legal channel in a state, then I'm perfectly fine with it being outside of the scope of hemp 
regulation. If they want to put it under, you know, recreational uh, regulation, then sure. But if they want it to be outside of both, then they no longer get to call it regulation. It is now prohibition, and we know that doesn't work. So that it's either you know consumers take some responsibility for what the fuck they're putting in their body. Or you're going to end up with worse. It's going to be black market again. And then, you know, you want black market chemistry? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'd much rather gray market. Absolutely. Have somebody at least looking at it. Uh-huh. So if somebody wants to get a hold of you to get your consulting services or, uh, you know, just check out what you got going on, what's the best way? Um, as either the forum or uh, Instagram is fine, uh, they could, you could shoot me an email at consultingfutures at gmail. Um, any one of those three will get you a decent response. Right on. Well, uh, I appreciate everything you've done to further this industry. Uh, Dustin Powers, creator and co-founder of Future 4200. Thanks for coming on the Modern Extractor. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jason. All right. Thanks again to Dustin for joining us today. If you want to get a hold of him, hunt him down on Instagram at Future 4200. Find him on the Future4200.com forums at future or email him consultingfutures at gmail.com. The Modern Extractor recently teamed up with Mace Media Group as a podcast partner to cover the Extraction Expo. Mace publishes Extraction Magazine and Terpenes and Testing Magazine and produces one of my favorite conferences to attend, the Extraction Expo. This year's expo is coming up September 30th through October 1st at the LAX Marriott in Los Angeles. It's the only trade show or conference completely dedicated to extraction. All of the exhibitors are pertinent to the extraction business, and all of the speakers and panel discussions are targeted at us. It's the best networking and educational event specific to our industry, and Modern Extractor listeners are eligible for half-price tickets. I'll be there with a booth, interviewing exhibitors, speakers, and interesting guests, handing out swag, and doing my Modern Extractor thing to cover the latest and greatest in the industry. So come by and shake my hand. Ticket sales and information about the Expo are available at ExtractionExpo.net. When you go to purchase your tickets, don't forget to enter our promo code MODX to get them for half price. That's M-O-D-E-X, no spaces. I'll see you at the Expo. As always, if you want to hear about something specific on the show, let me know. Email me, jason at modernextractor.com. Make sure to follow the show on Instagram at the underscore modern underscore extractor. If you guys like the show, please subscribe and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. The more subscribers and better reviews we get, the better guests I can keep booking for you here in the future. Stay tuned for next week when I'll sit down with Randy Reed of Lahua Brands. We'll break down the CO2 extraction techniques and procedures that have won him over a dozen first place finishes in competition. A big thanks to Isato Venegas for handling business on the show's social media, and a shout out to the new fools for bringing the funk to the Mod X theme song. Thanks again to everybody for tuning into the Modern Extractor. New episodes are out every Tuesday. I'm Jason Showered. Let's talk soon. <laughs>